Welcome to You Should Watch This Documentary, a podcast about documentaries you should watch, obviously, with your host, Adam Todd Brown, Jess McDonald, and Mon Rock. Hey everybody, welcome to You Should Watch This Documentary. Hey! Hi! That was me attempting to have a bubbly personality. But it, it, like the look on your face was so <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> hey! I'm happy. How's uh, everyone doing? Damn it. Good. We're having just ran. We're having parking meter excitement. <laughs> Jess just had to go fill hers. No, I had to move my car. I, there wasn't even a meter. It was just two hour parking. Oh. We're trying to power through this one so Mon Rock doesn't get a ticket. I'm fine. Like, I barely drive anymore, so <laughs> I'm good. My car is electric. I have an SUV. Boogie, boogie, no boogie, boogie. Re- this has no relevance. I just wanted to throw that in there. I have an SUV. I don't know. It's cool. Oh, okay. One of those people. Yeah. Way to be part of the problem, yep. I guess. So, how's everyone doing? Everyone good? Everyone's good? Yep. Super. We have to power through this one. We're talking about Tokyo Idols today, as promised at the end of the last episode. We even... We know, we know our next two documentaries now. Woo. We're, we're going to share those at the end of this one. But let's talk about Tokyo Idols. This is one that it starts out and it seems like it's going to be really upbeat and cute. But Tokyo Idol! <laughs> <laughs> but from the minute it starts, I'm like, this is going to get dark. Yep. And it's mostly because one of the first things you see is a room full of middle-aged dudes who clearly aren't gay but there's a lot of bright colors and that's always a bad combo highlighter yellow everywhere yeah yeah if it's a bunch of older dudes in a room and there's lots of lots of lots of bright colors there better be something homosexual going on (laughs) because otherwise a lots lots of young girls are about to show up and that's what this is yay uh, at one point, they they actually before they even introduce the girl, they say that this what we're about to learn about is a religion. It's like a religion. Well, he said the the first guy they interview says it's a religion. I mean, I mean, it's not a religion. There, there obviously. is some worship involved for sure, or a lot of worship involved. Oh yeah. So, but I mean, it's like being a fan. When I when I was a teenager, I had my entire bedroom covered in Backstreet Boys posters, <laughs> and I used to have a Backstreet Boys handkerchief that I stapled to my pillow, and I sprayed it with men's cologne, and I would ki- kiss Nick Carter goodnight every night. Psycho. You could probably do that for real now if you wanted to. Yeah. Let's get him on yeah, the podcast and run it by him. Totally washed up. Sure. But oh, holy shit, that Backstreet Boys documentary on Netflix is really good. Oh my god, I, I have to see it. We'll definitely be watching that. Yeah, it's really good. It's about them trying to make a comeback. It's Ooh, interesting. Okay. So yeah, the someone at the beginning of this documentary says it's a religion, and then they cut to a group of girls singing about remaining virginal. Until they can leave their perfectly normal schoolgirl uniforms behind. And I say perfectly normal, being as sarcastic as possible. (laughs) Because these schoolgirl uniforms only exist in porn that will get you arrested. Or anime that should get you arrested. Yep. Basically. Okay. Idols are basically, in the Japanese culture, which is a very conservative culture... They're basically like strippers who don't strip. Right. That's, but that's the purpose. 
Right. It's it's they're the virginal version of strippers. Yeah, it, it's that, but there it's it's bigger than that. It's yeah. it's so many different things rolled into one. The first the first girl they introduce is Rio. She's nineteen. So at that point, it seems like okay, this is weird, but at least it's legal. Like this is modern day R. Kelly weird, not R. Kelly marrying Aaliyah weird. <laughs> but what's the difference though? I mean, there's a 19 year old stripper with older men sitting there and they get to sometimes touch and whatever if they pay for it. These guys, they're older men, but they're very respectful and they stay within their boundaries. Right. Even there was a scene when they were waving goodbye to a, to one of the idols. They were all at least, you know, 20 yards away. Yeah. Well, well, the difference is, though, that, she, yeah, she's 19, but she's playing up the really, really young schoolgirl image. So it toes the line of creepy. And then as the documentary goes forward, I mean, the girls get younger and younger. It starts with a 19 year old to get you used to the idea. And then there's 10 year olds by the end. It's being worshiped by men of the same age. Yeah. It's dazed and confused. But it's weirdly not sexual. It's It's kind of though. They get to it at one point that, but it's sort of sexual. Because these guys are androgynous. It seems like they don't have uh, a sexuality. uh, They're nerds or they're just, Japanese society is very strange in that, you know, you either get married and if you don't, you're ostracized by the community. Right. And so it seems like there has to be something for these guys to do or to get into. They can't just be hanging around. Right. I'm not justifying this, but well, I they, can kind of see. They they talked to a few different people throughout this whose names I didn't write down because they were super complicated. But there was one guy who was a sociologist who also looked like he was a big fan of heroin. But he brought up at one point that what like speaking to what you just mentioned, this is a way for people to deflect that ostracization. Is that a word? I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll grow with but it. for not getting married, this is. Uh, they kind of sell this to people as a way of sort of repenting or like giving penance for not being married. And Mm -hmm. as long as you're supporting one of your national idols, uh, you don't have to be married. And this this guy who's bringing that up, the sociologist, is like, uh, these should be, idols should be outlawed in this country given our birth rate, which is a huge problem in Japan. They have a... Yeah, we're losing the Japanese. they They have a declining birth rate they have a really old population and it's because of the you know the laws they've had in place throughout the years that are now kind of coming back to bite them and this is making it significantly worse right because there's 10,000 of these girls right i don't know what's going on in in japan it feels like the there's no men like the men aren't men and i don't know what I always felt that it's women in society that demand, you know, masculinity. Right. Or men have to be men. But these guys are, I don't know, they're just weird. They're like stripped of their identity. I mean, you don't, you live in a shoebox. You can't make real money. They're just kind of devoid of identity and and excitement. It's, It's very bizarre. And this this idol thing, it it strikes me as kind of a government sanctioned way 
to keep people all right with that. Yeah. Right, right. Like your life is shit, but at least you have this. Because this is a, like it's a full on, like the government supports this to the point, we'll talk about a group at one point where they fucking vote. There's 300 people in this group, 300 girls in this group, and you vote on the top 80? It's like, gee, I don't want to see 80 of any group. Like, that's too much. If there were 80 Beyonce's, I'd be like, fuck. How about one or two? (laughs) But no. Uh, Yeah, so when they introduce Rio, she says something that she didn't even need to tell us, which is, we have an expiration date. It's like, yeah, we know. I'm assuming there are no 50-year-old Japanese idols (laughs) bouncing around. I mean, I'm sure there are somewhere. There's probably a kink for that. But... Her real dream is to be a singer, which is odd because she is a singer. That's <laughs> what she does as an idol. But it's it's the kind of thing where you're a singer, but if you're an actual singer, you look at these girls and go, "You're not singers. Like you're you're Japan you're Japan's version of strippers." Yeah. Basically, they're uh, they even show her at one point doing like cam girl stuff in her bedroom. But it's still just her bouncing around singing like really happy pop songs. With stuffed animals all over the yeah. place. Fully clothed, like in heavy pajamas. It's like, I, so on the one hand, that's good. I mean, look at all the porn, teen porn and, you know, school. They're doing all that in porn. Yeah. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah, right. for sure. And the thing about Rio, she has a really dedicated group of fans that call themselves the Brothers. And these motherfuckers meet before her shows. They huddle like a goddamn football team to talk about what kind of choreographed dance routines they're going to do to propel Rio to victory. Like, because every one of these performances seems like a competition of some sort. Right. And it, it, they are a dedicated bunch, to say the least. The, the one we see the most is Koji. He's 43. He is the realest Rio fan. <laughs> So you hear this and you think, you know, that it's just going to be a bunch of perverts. But then when you see the guys, they don't read perverted. I mean, at least he doesn't. This guy doesn't. No, but none of them really do. They seem like just really sad and and starved of human touch and affection. Like they're going to these things literally just so they can touch a woman's hand. That's all those handshake events are. You just get to touch a woman's hand and that to them is some form of connection. They have no they have yeah. no connection with the opposite <clears throat> sex. I mean, I'm talking about it like it's a bad thing, but we could also probably kind of use it in this country. Yeah. I know there's a lot of dudes out there who should probably just go touch a woman's hand and not shoot up their local school or church. Instead. Yeah, that's why they're, yeah. I mean, prostitution, I mean, it, it's okay, it's wrong, I guess, but it, it, it does help a lot of Human people. trafficking is wrong. Yeah. Right. Prostitution, prostitution is fine. Human trafficking, yeah. not fine. Yeah, prostitution in its purest form. If you honestly have a problem with that, fuck you. Yeah. Like, that's, like, people have sex. Who cares if money is exchanged? Now, if it's a girl who's been kidnapped and forced into it, that's obviously an issue. Right, but right. It's an independent operator. God bless her. Yep. Yeah. And I mean the same with the with these girls, the older ones. I will concede that it's I, I don't see much wrong with it. And they have like a short, maybe it's only a minute, depending on which like handshaking event they go to. Like at the big ones, it's only one minute, but you get to have a real little conversation with her too. Like you talk, you hold hands, and then 
move on to the next one and leave. And like that's that's fine. And there no but there's no raping, there's no sexual harassment, there's there is murder. None they just don't that talk they about cover it. Cover in the documentary. There is murder. There, there is. I, I looked it up. There were girls who were murdered by their fans. Um, really? Yeah. One was uh, stabbed to death because she, he was stalking her and she returned his gift to him and he found her and he stabbed her in the stomach three times and in the neck, I think, twice. Oh, that's oh, well, it's, it is very rude to return a gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Koji, we find out he has spent all his savings going to idol shows. Uh, he's been to 700 shows. I don't think I know a single comic that's done 700 shows. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot of fucking shows, man. That's like every night. Yeah. Oh, that's every, every night. night for two years. Yeah. yeah. Sammy obeyed. Oh, yeah. Quincy Jones. <laughs> exactly. Quincy Jones has done. Quincy Jones did 1,000 shows in one year once. Oh, God. Pretty crazy. Uh, so, yeah, he's he spent all this money. And then they after they talk about him, they cut to another scene of Rio performing a song. And at first, I'm like, is this going to be like some Jesus stuff? Because she's singing about praise and worship and make sure you give money and uh, admire. And I'm like, is this a religious thing? No, she's singing about herself. Yep. She is telling these dudes to make sure you praise her and worship her. And uh, there's even a line in the song about giving a donation. Yep. So it's like, it's at least it's really obvious what everyone's here for. Right, right. So that, again, like, much like prostitution, uh, at least, you know, when it's done in a non-exploitative way, this is fine. And this is, kind, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think anyone would argue that these girls are being exploited, right? Not the older girls. Well, the younger girls, it's, I mean, they're not so much being exploited. I mean, they're all kind of being exploited for something, but they're like any thing that ends with people singing and dancing for a living they're gonna start it young right so i don't know yeah it's hard i don't know that it, it starts Wait. to toe a weird line where it's, it's hard. like a teenage pop group except like it's like if the spice girls if their fans were all 50 year old men right. yeah i said this before we started recording this is like dazed and confused there's that line in dazed and confused where matthew mcconaughey's like the best thing about high school girls man they always stay the same age and it's like this is the that in reverse. As this documentary goes on, the girls just keep getting yeah. younger and the creepy middle-aged dudes all stay the same yeah, age. Yeah, at the yeah. end, I think the girls were 10 years old. Yeah, at the end when they're like 8 and 9, it's not a bunch of 14-year-olds rallying around right. them. It's still a bunch of old dudes. Right. And they, they interview that one girl near the end who's like, nine or ten is that the girl with the kitty ears or is that the other girl I, the kitty ears i think it's the girl with the kitty ears the one who keeps nodding yeah, yes yep. no matter what but she the look says. in her eyes says no sometimes yeah because at first she's they're like uh so do you enjoy this and she's like nodding her head and yes i, I like i have a lot of fun and yep. uh, people are really supportive and they're like uh some of these most of these dudes are the age of your father are you ever scared of any of them and, and she starts nodding her head yes really hard but goes <laughs> No, they're all very nice. I'm okay. I think that, that was just a tick that she had. I don't, the look in her eyes didn't seem like a tick. It felt like a nervous tick. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, get me out of here, please. Yeah. Is, is it like this in America? Because I'll go. I'll right. go. I'll go. But, it, but that's, that's later in it. We, uh, 
the, the, I love when she's doing the cam girl stuff. I love her song. It's called Happy Synthesizer. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's such a good song. And I don't, I don't know if I, I didn't look for that one. I wonder if I can find Happy Synthesizer. Oh, I hope so. Because we are going to listen to one of uh, Rio's songs at one point. I don't think we're going to find it. But uh, we're going to listen to one of her songs at one point, And it is, oh, yes. Of course. Here it is. Oh, that's loud. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. It is a fun song. It sure is. It'll get the it'll get the crowd moving. So imagine this, but she's standing over a mattress on her floor in pajamas, <laughs> yep. while a bunch of dudes at home definitely don't jerk off. How many views does this have? This has. I think this is like someone's version of her song because yeah, this only has like 300 views. Oh. And it's an anime video too. It's not yeah. her. So so that's that's what kind of music we're talking about that these older dudes are into, which that's fine. It's a cultural thing. I'm sure all music in Japan sounds like that. Something is going on over there with sexuality, with the, this thing and the the underwear vending machines yeah. and, and the... The anime shops and I think they're, they're just so repressed. Like it's they're not oppressed. Like their government doesn't hold them down. It's just a culture where it's like, yeah, don't embarrass us. Yep. And if you do, stab yourself in the stomach. Yeah. So it's gotten to the point where you can't even approach someone of the opposite sex, or you'd rather just have. What was that? There was another documentary where they have uh, video game girlfriends that they take everywhere. Oh yeah, that was um, Darknet. I think is the yeah. Name they go of that. on dates. And... Yeah, or dark web. One of the two. It's a yeah, Showtime yeah, yeah. documentary series. Yeah, it's. It's weird, but it, it all, when you listen, when you ask anyone, because there's one of the guys they talk to about that in here, and he's like, I just don't, I don't want to be tied down. Like, I want to be able to do shit. And like, it just feels like a different outlet, I yeah. think. it's No, but then there was also another guy saying that they, most of the fans have uh, social, they're not socially intelligent. Right. Right. He did that. I, I think Koji said that. Right. Well, they, they have a name for it. They call them otaku. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, they seem to really embrace that phrase in this documentary. But online, people will tell you it's kind of a negative right. thing that implies these are people who just stay in their house all the time and watch anime. And uh, what where I think this, what's weird about this, I almost think the dudes are kind of exploited in this also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we'll we'll listen to one of Rio's songs, and the lyrics in that are—it's almost like she's really trying to drive home the fact that, hey, you lonely motherfuckers, I am the only person who will interact with you in real life. Yeah, don't you forget it. Yep, and she's kind of right, yep. I guess. I definitely <clears throat> felt to me like the women have all the power. Oh yeah, for sure. I felt bad for the guys when I watched this. Yeah, it's—I mean, it's, it's sad. It's—it's creepy in what in that you know there are different intentions in their head than what they're carrying out, but it's also 
nothing overtly creepy happens. The the most sexual thing that happens are the handshake lines, which are a big part of Japan idols, where if you buy a CD, which are $10 each, you get a ticket to either have a handshake or take a picture with the girl who made the CD. And that's how... But there are rules. There's certain places that they they're allowed to be touched. Right. Everybody follows the rules. There's a timer. Yep. And, and there's a person who'll tap you on the shoulder when your timer's up and be like, right. you gotta go. But what they point out at one point is that at least in Japanese culture, at one point a handshake was a very sexual and erotic thing. He said it was only decades ago. Right. And even then, these girls probably aren't thinking that way. And even if they are, I'm sure they're just like, well, what the fuck ever? It's a hand. Like, I'd shake one of these dudes' hands for 60 seconds yeah. if they buy my CD for $10. But it's so in that way, there is probably some sexual aspect to it. And one guy even brought up, you know, that makes it kind of a legal gray area. Like, right. is it some form of prostitution? But at the end of the day, no. It's right. just them. I mean, if they're 10, shaking there hands is something. And talking. There is there is something weird about a 50-year-old man touching and holding on to a 10-year-old's girl's hand right, for that, 60 seconds. That is off. Right. Yeah, that's where the line is is drawn. And there's uh so we meet another fan, Matachi. He is a fan of P Idol, which is one of the other this is the group that has 300 fucking members and every year there's a big national election. They vote for the top 80. And those 80 will be stars for the next year. Like, we don't have 80 pop stars in this country no. right now. Pop yeah, we do. Pop don't stars we? are like no. serial killers. I think there's like 15 to 20 active ones at any time. <laughs> and everyone else is just making music and or committing petty murder. <laughs> petty murder. <laughs> you know the kind. Uh, so, Matachi, this guy, he's another. he says he has spent, uh, or he spends... $2,000 a month on Japan Idol CDs just so he can go meet these girls. And there's one girl in particular that uh, he he spends most of his money on. And I forgot to, na- to write her name down. Uh, oh, Yuka. Uh, but Yuka is 22. Right. So good for him. I'm sure she was like 12 when he got into this. And he's just been with her for 10 years. I love it when they say, you know, 21 is a little old for an idol. Right. <laughs> yeah. that it, they're, they're not gymnasts. It's not like they yeah. stop being able to perform. Yeah. There's, there's one point where Rio doesn't get an anime theme song that she was up for. And she's like, that was it. Yep. That was, Show that, business. That was, my whole, that was my whole shot. And what she does in response to that is fucking insane. But... Uh, Matachi, this guy, I thought this guy was legitimately creepy. The, the, he weirded me out. The one who was like doing fucking construct, like art projects in the, the cafe. And, yeah. Uh, but also, this is going to sound shitty, but in that scene when he was in the cafe and he was making the art projects and then the girl he was there for went up to perform, I was like, I get why Rio's the famous one. Because, uh, <laughs> They're trash. They're- <laughs> some of them were really bad. Yeah, like these, the- these girls yeah. were bad. Yeah, yeah. It's like Matachi is not spending his money well. Yeah. Have you not heard a Rio song, dude? Well, it's their it's, dance it, moves it, were all off too. Everybody was offbeat by like three in either direction. Yeah. Like, it was, hey, it was man, bad. not everybody can afford Taylor Swift. <laughs> this is uh, this is pop stars on a budget. They could practice harder. I'm talking like the pop stars could really try harder. 
and it's it's around this point where they start showing the other the other dudes where they get into like uh koji talks about his life and he's like i'm an electronics reseller i've never done a single interesting thing in my life i'm not married i don't have a girlfriend this is all i got man and he is the actually the one who i think doesn't come off as sexual he's more like I'm not going to accomplish shit in my life, but I can help her accomplish right. something. But then he says that it, it, being a fan and the whole thing inspired him to try and do something right. with his life. Right. We never hear what that is because yeah. it kind of seems like he just quit to be a professional idol fan. And I was like, is that what you did? Because it's not the inspiration you're looking for, dude. But Well, he was giving speeches, remember? He was... Um he was like the leader of the fan club, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and they bring up around this point a really interesting point that this is kind of Tokyo's version of the 70s punk scene in London, where they in the 90s, they had this big financial boom where everyone was doing great and everyone started thinking more about living good and not really thinking about the art and the culture and that stuff kind of got stagnant. And then they had this huge crash where everyone's now broke and their life is feeling like there's a void that needs to be filled. And in England, it was the fucking sex pistols that stepped in and gave people that escape. And in Japan, it was these fucking idols. Like, this is a thing that's been happening for like 10, 20 years. It's very new. And I thought that was an interesting point because this, as they get deeper into it, this does cover, it fills a lot of holes in a person's life. It's like sports it's like the facade of democracy. <laughs> it's all of these things just rolled into one. And it's just like a big, shiny distraction that keeps people. It's something uh, to get into. People yeah. need that. It's the, same, it's the same thing as the the um, To Be a Miss documentary. That's where it's exactly right. the same. Because yeah. it's the shiny, pretty girls to keep you distracted from all yeah. the other shit. Yeah, it's it's that exact same thing. Um, so now they, they get into uh, otaku and uh, they especially start talking about how the fuck do I pronounce this? Is it Akibahara, which is the mecca of anime culture in Japan? Right. And I don't know how to pronounce it, but yes, <laughs> that that thing. They show her uh, singing a song, and at one point the lyrics are on the screen, and it just says music, school swimsuits, and cat related things. <gasps> yep, that's the that's the lyrics, and I know what you're thinking. Can we hear that whole song? Yes, we can. We <laughs> can give that a listen right now. Because one thing that strikes me about this song, these lyrics are not good. They no, make no sense. It's just jumbled well, up. They make sense, but she's at, like she's really trying to remind these dudes that she's all they got, man. Is there going to be a panda bear? No, it's maids in swimsuits, not music in swimsuits. Large rice, please. Don't be racist, kid. Well, if it's your paradise, why are you hurrying your way through? (laughs) The backpack on her shoulder is filled with hopes and dreams, everybody. What do you think, Yodi? What do you think they paid to be in that? Oh, this isn't the song that I thought this was. So now she's telling them that uh, people consider their kind pigs. 
but that she does not agree. (laughs) (laughs) Foolish commoners, you better listen up. Real winners in life are those who have fun. Break your own limits. Let's go. She's talking about your bank account. Give her (laughs) $50,000. Just be honest and true to yourself. How boring is it to not be a kid at heart? I'll not give up my absolute territory. What is that? What What is that? (laughs) Did she just declare war? (laughs) You're never going to start to really live your life. I mean, you just got to try. In the name of the moon, I'll triumph over evil. And that means you. Hey, hey now. That was a Sailor Moon reference. Oh. That was literally a line from Sailor Moon every episode. She literally. Wow, somebody's informed. One I of like the, Sailor Moon. <laughs> one of the lyrics in this song was, My delusions just won't stop. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. We're good on the song. Yeah. But it's basically. Is that her car? It's basically a song about how people who watch anime and are into anime are super lonely and that uh, good news. Rio will meet you in real life and you'll be friends for real. Aww. And it's so sweet, but it's also like this is this is how strippers work. Like yeah. these dudes feel like, oh, me and Rio are connected. And Rio's like, ooh, <laughs> can I have your $10 and you get the fuck out of here, please? Because <laughs> I don't like you that much. So as it as it goes on, they uh, they point out that this industry brings in a billion dollars a year, despite there being a prolonged recession. So that's interesting. Uh, they show a little bit of Rio's home life. She lives 75 miles away in Chiba. And there's something about her getting home where I'm like, oh, I get why this is huge. Because just her being home for two minutes, I'm like, this is the most boring shit. <laughs> like, I feel bored once she gets home. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Why is Get it me like out this? of here? Oh God! It's like Japan Nothing. seems like it's a lot like New York, where there's one really cool city yeah. and the rest is just like. Well, it's remote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of rural. Yeah, but areas. her dad makes me feel weird too, though. There's a couple. I can't tell if her dad's weird or just really just supportive. Sweet, supportive right. guy. But see, it, like if he reminded me of my dad. If I was a stripper, my dad would be like. My daughter is the best stripper. Yeah. He's just proud of me no matter what. I just he I, has no judgment. Yeah. And I mean, I, I sort of agree and see that. Like that's where I feel that's where I feel like complicated about it because it's like on one hand, yeah, he seems really supportive. Like he really loves his daughter. That's awesome. Then on the other hand, I don't know that my dad, no matter how much he supports me, could stand in an audience and dance around with all of these middle-aged dudes who are infatuated with me. I feel like my dad would be like, you do you. I'm so proud you bring home that paper, but let's never talk about this. I just think it's a different culture. They don't look at it that way. Yeah, I don't know. But so I did much think of the culture does when, look at it that way. I did think it was weird when dad was in the yeah. audience doing the dance moves. Or when dad was giving her the massage when she went home and he was like, he I get was to, a chiropractor. And he, and he's, yeah, but he's like, I get to touch an idol. It's like, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't mean to make it she weird, laughed. but he made it weird. He, he made it weird. I didn't laugh, but I, she laughed. I didn't think it was funny. It was like when Trump said that my, my daughter's so hot, I would have sex with her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, still weird. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At, at one point. So this documentary, it's 
you brought this up before we started recording. It's really great for about the first half, and then it gets to the second half, and you're like, where is this going to go? Yeah, it's just more of the same. It's more of the same, but the girls just keep getting younger and younger and younger, and it just gets progressively more uncomfortable. Like, by the end, these are like eight and nine-year-old girls, if they're even that okay. old. Okay, 10 and 12. No, there, was eight and nine, there were eight and nine-year-olds the, in really? the group with them. Yeah, there were. She said yeah. so. Okay. Yeah, they were. And even then, you're like, no, they were 10. <laughs> That's eight years No, from they adult. were eight, guys. They were not six. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that they, the, the Rio's fans, when they get in the, the crowd and start, because they do these... They like embellish her songs. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't see any of the other idols fans doing this, but they'll like in like quiet moments in the songs, they'll go, oh, <laughs> oh and, like, yeah. do these fucking, the lunges, the yeah. lunges with the lights. They do these <laughs> lunges with the lights and it's like, they're trying to reel her in. <laughs> it's probably not it, but yeah, it was, it, it, it's a weird scene. And mm-hmm. I think Rio had the weirdest scene of them all. But uh, they, this remind they did bring up a good point. Like I used to hear in rap songs all the time. You would hear rappers talk about how if you grew up in the ghetto, the only way to escape is you sell drugs or you're good at sports or you rap or something like that. And they kind of present this as that for women in Japan. Yeah, where it's like you're either gonna get married or you're gonna exploit the shit out of dudes who don't get married. Right. Uh, and that's kind of what you have to do in life and it's bleak it's yeah. very bleak uh but they they just kind of say that and then they're like all right let's move on <laughs> we've brought that point up let's not address that anymore uh so yeah there's i mean there's lots of twists and turns we've talked about a lot of the things that are on the rest of the notes already they bring up the obvious questions can't you just get a girlfriend dude and the guy's like i don't want to i don't want to be tied down i just want to throw money at this girl he also said he didn't want to put in the effort i think that could just also be a cover for the fact that these guys aren't capable of getting girlfriends yeah 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 they uh there's a weird scene so one of the last things we see in this rio they cut back to her and she's having this breakdown because she was up for singing the theme song in some anime and then didn't get it it fell through and she's like that's it. My hard work wasn't rewarded. I had a couple shots. They didn't pan out. And she just starts sobbing. Auditions. Yeah. And I'm like, you're 21. Right. Yeah, but that's old yeah. for her. Yeah, for her, that's old. And she decides to make up for that. Like she, I think the her reasoning is, well, I just didn't work hard enough. So she literally rides her bike across Japan. She goes on a one-woman tour of Japan on her fucking bike bike yep and this is the first point where i'm like it's kind of good those creeps are following her because uh she is riding her bike by herself <laughs> yeah. in japan and i'm like at least she's got escorts i mean yeah. at least koji went with her that was yeah nice three of him. dudes went with yeah. her one, one on the shittiest bike of all time I and know. he just kept catching up covered in rust <laughs> <laughs> so that part was good but yeah this this whole documentary, after the second half, it's kind of the same thing over and over, but just with younger and younger and younger girls. Right. And it, they, I think they, I think they did a good job of that, where they present it as a thing that 
seems sort of weird at first, but not that weird. And it just, they keep adding twists and turns to it where you're like, fuck, this is dark, man. Yep. And it is. It's dark. It's Japan. But also you can buy underwear and a vending machine there. So give or take. You don't have to sell it on Craigslist for 15 bucks like you do it exactly. here. Yeah. Exactly. Not that I've done that or anything. I mean, it's not. <laughs> like, if you can ship it, it wouldn't be. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't have to be. As long as they don't deal. come pick it up. That would be weird. Meet me in the Walmart parking lot. Nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we should wrap this up so Mon Rock doesn't get a ticket. Great. <laughs> How kind of you. Hey, I do what I can. But everyone should go out and and watch. Uh, go out and watch Tokyo Idols. It ends. I mean, it doesn't have the worst ending. Rio. No, because they didn't cover the murders. Yeah, they did leave the murders out. There are some some things you can. One interesting side note: when this ended, Netflix recommended that I watch One of Us, which was the <laughs> super depressing documentary. <laughs> Recommended by moi. Yeah. I feel like after I watched that, it would have just said, kill yourself. <laughs> You're probably in the mood now, right? Give it a shot. It was early. No, they know they, I'm susceptible. No, they just figured Adam's into cults. So yeah. let's throw some more cults at him. So yeah, this is uh, for the next documentary. I th- Are we going to do Welcome to Leith? Should we do Welcome yeah. to Leith? Yeah, or, should yeah. we, or should we do the, the more lighthearted one next? Which is don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. That's about the guy from the Philippines who got the the I job as lead singer of Journey. Feeling. I my coworker I is a musician from the Philippines, and he was in their top forty for a really long time. If you ever want to talk to him, uh, yeah. <laughs> is his name Arnel Pineda? No. Oh, okay. We'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, so watch both of those. Watch Don't Stop Believing. Uh, and watch Welcome to Leith. They're both on Netflix. Those will be the next two documentaries we cover. I don't know what order we'll do them in. Get off our fucking backs. Mon Rock, do you have anything to plug besides your parking meter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't really either. You could come to the Darkest Hours, second Friday of every month, Westside Comedy Theater, 11.30 p.m. And I think that's it. We should wrap this up. Mon Rock, say goodbye. Goodbye. Jess, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.